Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 43. Come unto me, ye weary, and I will give you rest. O tender words of Jesus, which come to hearts oppressed, they tell of benediction, of pardon, grace, and peace, of joy that hath no ending, of love which cannot cease. Hymn number 43. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. You click on that and follow that through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is the Sermon on the Mount. And the readings will now be given by Craig. 
Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which had, were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have, been, have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, 
Thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy No pure and more exalted teachings ever fell upon human ears than those contained in what is commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. Where did Jesus deliver this great lesson, or rather, this series of great lessons on humanity and divinity? On a hillside, near the sloping shores of the Lake of Galilee, where he spake primarily to his immediate disciples. In the simplicity and with such fidelity, we see Jesus ministering to the spiritual needs of all who place themselves under his care, always leading them into the divine order under the sway of his own perfect understanding. His power over others was spiritual, not corporeal. To the students whom he had chosen, his immortal teaching was the bread of life. When he was with them, a fishing boat became a sanctuary, and the solitude was peopled with his holy messages from the All-Father. The grove became his classroom, and nature's haunts were the Messiah's university. What has this hillside priest, this seaside teacher done for the human race? Ask rather, what has he not done? His holy humility, unworldliness, and self-abandonment wrought infinite results. The method of his religion was not too simple to be sublime, nor was his power so exalted as to be unavailable for the needs of suffering mortals, whose wounds he healed by truth and love. His order of ministration was first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. We <clears throat> May we unloose the latchets of his Christliness, inherit his legacy of love, 
and reach the fruition of his promise. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. The great Nazarene prophet said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Nothing aside from the spiritualization, yea, the highest Christianization of thought and desire, can give the true perception of God and divine science that results in health, happiness, and holiness. In mortal and material man, goodness seems to be an embryo. By suffering for sin and the gradual fading out of the mortal and material sense of man, thought is developed into an infant Christianity. And feeding at first on the milk of the word, it drinks in the sweet revealings of a new and more spiritual life and love. These nourish the hungry hope, satisfy more the cravings for immortality, and so comfort, cheer, and bless one. That he saith, in mine infancy, this is enough of heaven to come down to earth. But as one grows into the manhood or womanhood of Christianity, one finds so much lacking and so very much requisite to become wholly Christ-like that one saith, the principle of Christianity is infinite. It is indeed God. And this infinite principle hath infinite claims on man. And these claims are divine, not human. And man's ability to meet them is from God. For being his likeness and image, man must reflect the full dominion of spirit, even its supremacy over sin, sickness, and death. Now, dear reader, pause for a moment with me earnestly to contemplate this newborn spiritual altitude. For this statement demands demonstration. Here you stand face to face with the laws of infinite spirit and behold for the first time the irresistible conflict between the flesh and, the sp and spirit. You stand before the awful detonations of Sinai. You hear and record the thunderings of the spiritual law of life as opposed to the material law of death. The spiritual law of love as opposed to the material sense of love. The law of omnipotent harmony and good as opposed to any supposititious law of sin, sickness, or death. And before the flames have died away on this mount of revelation, like the patriarch of old, you take off your shoes, lay aside your material appendages, human opinions, and doctrines. Give up your more material religion with its rites and ceremonies. Put off your material medica and hygiene as worse than useless to sit at the feet of Jesus. Then you meekly bow before the Christ, the spiritual idea that our great master gave of the power of God to heal and to save. 
then it is that you behold for the first time the divine principle that redeems man from under the curse of materialism, sin, disease, and death. The spiritual birth opens to the enraptured understanding a much higher and holier conception of the supremacy of spirit and of man as his likeness, whereby man reflects the divine power to heal the sick. He who has named the name of Christ, who has virtually accepted the divine claims of truth and love in divine science, is daily departing from evil. And all the wicked endeavors of suppositional demons can never change the current of that life from steadfastly flowing on to God, its divine source. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 386. When Jesus, our great master, came to teach us in his Father's name, in every act, in every thought, he lived the precepts which he taught. Hymn number 386.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. Welcome one and all. People from all over the world have found our church. We actually have quite a, a robust outreach through our many websites, many of whom are in uh, other foreign languages. So we literally do reach people from all over the world. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much there to offer. It's all inspired and healing material for your reading, your studying, listening. And I'd like to point out a few things we're featuring on the home page of our English language website. One of them is an article entitled, Our Life Purpose by Martha Wilcox. I think this is something that we can all ask ourselves. Are we fully aware that we do indeed have a very important purpose for being here? And I highly recommend reading this article. And there's a couple other items I'd like to mention. And one of them is our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme for that magazine is Rejoice Evermore. It's a wonderful magazine. Highly recommend reading through it. And also, there's a recent issue of Forum Highlights featured on our homepage. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children. It meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference number dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that your child can attend by telephone regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. And before we go on, one more announcement. We're going to have a Bible study this Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. And the study questions are already posted on the website. So check out the study questions and join us Saturday, 10 a.m., for a lively discussion. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly request that you keep it within four minutes. 
This will enable everyone to have the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Dave. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, this past Saturday, I was having a problem with my digestive system and also was going to the bathroom a lot. I asked a practitioner here for help. She said she would help and that everything is under God's control. Well, the problem ended pretty much right away. I was fine the rest of the day and have been ever since. I'm very grateful for this quick healing, for Christian science, for this church, and the help of the practitioner. And thank you, Craig, for those readings. Thank you. Thank you. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Good evening. I wish to express my gratitude for the most recent Love is a Liberator. It arrived this earlier this week. The articles are so outstanding. And although some of them are, are a few years back, they are applied to today just as well as they did before. I really enjoyed Shepherd Show Me How to Go and the rendering of the shepherd with his sheep on the field. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you, Craig, for the beautiful readings tonight and for the beautiful music. I'm just so grateful for all that we're taught here and the truths that we're given to work with and pray with. And I'm grateful for the opportunity that we're given to participate in watching and for working for God. I wanted to express my gratitude for the audio recordings that are listed on our website and to say thank you to all of those who give of their time to read and record these articles. You can feel the love and dedication expressed in their readings, and they are a great comfort and blessing to listen to. I'm very grateful for all the services and classes, our wonderful website filled with articles, music, and resources that are available to us 24-7. I'm deeply grateful for my practitioner, who is always available with her steadfast, loving support, helping me to stay on the right path. And I'm very grateful for the fellowship with the members of this church, whose light and love are always evident in all that they do in their work and service for this church, its outreach, and for others. It is such a blessing to be a member of this church, and I am very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you to all. Thank you. Joanne. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. First of all, thank you, Craig, for those beautiful readings. 
I also want to thank you for the most recent issue of Our Love is the Liberator magazine. We got it in the mail today, and I was especially touched by the two inserts, one for the Sunday school children and the other about Dr. Martin Luther King. It was written in the simplest language so that a child could understand it, but I found that it deeply moved my heart and would do so for any adult who reads it. Thank you to those who lovingly prepared this much-needed message of love. I'm very grateful to be a member of this loving church and to be at this service tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Four seven nine five three one. Someone's calling from area code four seven nine five three one. Can you please announce yourself and go ahead with your testimony? Hi, good evening. This is Kari from Arkansas, and um, I'd like to share just some gratitude this evening. I drive to work very early in the morning, and it's very dark. I also live in a heavily wooded area with an abundance of wildlife. There's deer, raccoon, fox, you name it, they're here. And my fear is that I'm going to run into an animal or hit it with my vehicle. So when I begin my commute to work, I affirm the truth. I do this every day as soon as I leave my driveway. And I affirm that all of God's creatures are in their rightful place. There's only one mind governing and shepherding each of its ideas. And God is the only driver. Just this morning, I was driving to work. I, hadn't, I probably wasn't even a quarter of a mile away from my home. And I see three deer on the left side of the road. One of them runs across the road, so I stop, and the other two look at me, and they pause, and then they proceed across the road. There were no other drivers on the road, and they just went on their way, and I went on my way, and it, and it was so wonderful to see how obedient they were to the one mind. I'm very grateful for Christian Science. I'm so grateful for the inspiring readings tonight. I'm very grateful for the inspiring hymns. And thank you for all your testimonies. Thank you. Sandy. Sandy from Nebraska. Go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for your readings tonight. I want to share my testimony tonight. The uh, last Sunday, you know, I always looking for on Sundays and Wednesday is the best time of my life just to listen to the Sunday service and the roundtables. Uh, do my the type of business that I run. Um, I run certain type of very successful business, and a lot of people are attracted at my marketing strategies and and things that I do in my business. So um been getting um in the past couple of years I've been attacked by the same person even though I stay in my forgiveness all the time 
Nu in a Christian scientist that that person is innocent. Do the example of Mary Baker of the trial, the tribunal of error. But a thing and nothing work. So Sunday I had just a horrible defamation of my character and my business to the same lady just after the Sunday service. So I was heartbroken because I'm trying to be a student of science and I understand. And it's been a very difficult thing by your church. Today, as I was looking at your website, and your website about the student, how animal magnetism going to come after us. And then I was remembering some of the round table that Miss Mary Beth is talking about the washing, the wash. And it brought so much comfort in my heart the, to know that it is animal magnetism. And yes, that website, and I never see, and I see a lot of Christian scientists' websites. And I always used to wonder, they're not explaining me how to deal with this animal magnetism. I used to think I do the Lord prayer, I do my lesson, and everything be okay. But going to independent Christian scientists and listen to the testimonies on Wednesday of Mr. Gary and Bruce, Mary Beth, and Miss Florence, and all you guys lovely, and salvation me and understanding that the situation can be coming to me because it needs to be healed. Not the personality. It keep coming, and as a Christian scientist, I have to feel it. It's not me, it's the Christ. And that's what Miss Mary Becky been talking about. Don't take him personal responsibility. It's the Christ, it's him, it's his life, it's the Father. But I was so grateful because um, I was tempted to go back to error and take some nervous medication. And it was a feeling of struggle the whole week. And I only got the website and the patients and the way you guys explained it. So I can pray more for that person to know that my business is okay. I shut it down my business. Took it out of the internet for a while. And I need to go to prayer. I mean, maybe I say, I need to go to church. I need to fast a mortal thought. And to see the way that the Lord said that we are perfect and that people is perfect and we all love. And the lesson of love is tremendous. And the lesson of this week on the Spirit is tremendous. I'm so grateful that you guys have the moral courage to find the mother church. So we can get this. This is missing people around the world. I know why the difference will be defeated. I love how you guys talk about the millennium last Sunday in the round table. I pay attention very closely. And the explanation about the millennium, it was correct. I'm so grateful for you meetings tonight. For the hands that you gratefully pick every Wednesday and on Sundays. It's helping a lot of people, and it helped me, so I went back to Material America. I'm so grateful for Christ Jesus, the way short, and many Thank you.
Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Hello, I just want to express my gratitude for uh, what I was reminded from one of the testimonies before. Um, just thanking God for just opening my love for uh, all beings. It started with the animals. I always just love people and be with people and help people and talk with people. But um, I'm grateful that God just opened that love for just way beyond that and love all the creatures of God. As we know that beautiful quote in Science and Health and um, so much that it, that divine love called me to not eat these animals. So I started going the vegan way. That was 14 years ago. And I'm so grateful and so glad for divine love leading me to that. And also uh, expanded it to any other beings that are there in the universe. Um, whatever they are, and so I'm. I'm just giving thanks for divine love expanding um, the love for brothers and sisters, and expanded to others, and also to other beings and anything. And from there to, as we know, that beautiful uh, grass, just even just the grass, and giving thanks for it and admiring that. I'm just so grateful for all what I have learned in this science of the Christ. So wonderful and for all the blessings that it has brought for many decades and still does. And also for all the protection with this virus stuff going around uh, or the thought, I better say, of the virus stuff. And uh, just can never be grateful enough for all the blessings. And thank you so much for you guys with so many wonderful things, especially on the website for us and for these uh, also prayer gatherings. Bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> Jeremy. I am very grateful to be a member of this church. Before I came to Plainfield, one thing I remember is how it felt as though life moved very slowly. Time just dragged on. Being here and doing this work, most, same, most days seem to go very smoothly and quickly. And even if something comes up to handle, between all I've learned here and having regular practitioner support, the way forward presents itself in short order. And I thought about this for a while, because we often talk here about how things are moving quickly. Uh, even to the point when people were mentioning the Liberator, I was thinking, oh yeah, that was just a couple days ago. <laughs> but I recently remembered Mary Baker Eddy talks and gives the definition of day on page 584 of Science and Health. She said, quote, mind measures time according to the good that is unfolded. This unfolding is God's day, end quote. 
Learning to be more consistently in the one mind, as we're taught here, means less time dealing with the obstructions of false beliefs. <clears throat> Therefore, the good that's being unfolded each day is closer and closer to 100% of my day, of what I deal with. And I'm just so grateful for that. And that reminded me of a statement I heard a lot before coming here. You have to take the good with the bad. <laughs> I'm so grateful that Christian science shows us we definitely don't need to accept that. It makes for days, weeks, and months that are packed full of goodness and meaning and purpose. It is wonderful to be here and to be a part of this mission. Thank you. Thank you. Someone's calling from area code 402-525. Please announce yourself and go ahead with your testimony. Yes, this is Sean Strother. I'm sitting with Sandy Myers. I'm calling to express my gratitude for Sandy bringing me to Christian Science. To express my gratitude for the Independence Church, the wonderful roundtables, and the archive of Bible study and roundtables, and Gary's uh, wonderful recordings that he does. Um, all of this is helping me to to learn more about Christian Science and and how the, the one mind helps everything come to be the way it's supposed to be and to help manage things like animal magnetism and focus on what's most important, uh, which is love. Thank you for everything everyone does. Thank you. Craig. I thank everyone, God. Wanted to thank God for Mary Baker in this church, and that uh, I am still amazed by the things that, that happen here. Uh, I have a dog, and almost daily, I, him and I walk, and he loves his walk. Well, I think he takes it as his responsibility to watch over the whole neighborhood, maybe. <laughs> oh, yes, but uh, he is sweet and he loves everybody. But to continue, what amazes me is that uh, as we were taking a walk the other day, and honestly, we only meet just good, happy people and kindly folks. It, all right, but uh, I stopped at one person's house to, because uh, I saw they finally were occupied. And uh, I gave a, a card, my wife, wife's business card to them and talked to them for a moment. And then I went about, my dog was so happy to meet somebody new. But to make this quick, after I got back home and, and been there for a couple of hours, I realized I didn't have my wallet. So I was, I was very upset, but and we taught that, that uh, man is sinless, he's good. He only wants what is his, and you know he's God's image and likeness. He's honest. We hear in the Beatitudes, you know, purify yourself, be good, and and, and uh, remember the law: thou shalt not steal. You know, so 
I thought back and I says, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, everybody's, they're God's children, so it, it should be right where I, I left it. Uh, and let's take a walk. So I did, holding in mind that I didn't do any wrong to anyone and I just have good feelings about everybody. So I, I, I made the walk around the block and I didn't find anything. So I went back home, double-checked it, walked again, and called a practitioner or texted her and was told very beautifully that, uh, yes, nothing is lost in mine. What God gives cannot be taken away. Well, I said, yeah, I'm supposed to believe this, and I, but I didn't find my wallet, but I know this is true. So, all right, let me, let me go again. And, and uh, so I went out again, and I walked. And this time, one of the person that I talked to must have heard God's call. And they came back home. And I knocked on their door, and behold, he didn't speak much English, but he says, ah, I have your wallet. <laughs> and uh, I just looked at him, and I couldn't help but love him. And I said, thank you. He was so honest and so good, and even if he couldn't, speak English very well, you know, he knew it was the right thing just to, to keep it there. And, 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 uh, and I thank God for it because I had all sorts of credit cards and licenses and all sorts of information more important than the money that was in it also. So I, I just, I guess I was awed at God's working in my life. So uh, I was so happy to take that home to tell a practitioner, tell my son, who had recently lost his wallet, I said, you need to find your wallet too. <laughs> Call a practitioner, get help, and go back to the place you, you, you lost it, and it'll ask it, and you know, God will show you. So I felt I was, it had so multiplied the effect of this healing. I thank God for Mary Baker Reddy, who gives us even more reason to trust in God and see his results. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. I'm grateful for all the life-changing lessons I've learned uh, as a result of studying Christian science. Some of them leave a, even a greater impression than, than some of the healings I've had, which, which are many. Um, as a young adult, I remember I would occasionally get a really good idea and when I was confident that it was from God, I would go full steam ahead and rush to accomplish what I thought God wanted me to accomplish. Sometimes it would work out, but oftentimes I would kind of fall flat on my face. Um, and this perplexed me for quite a while until a practitioner in this church explained to me something that I needed to learn. Um, the practitioner told me, well, yes, it is essential to do what God wants you to do, but it's also essential to do it when he wants you to do it and in the way that he wants you to do it. And furthermore, you have to be very flexible to be able to turn on a dime when he tells you to go in a different direction. 
once you start it. Mrs. Eddy uh, stated somewhere that whenever she was faced with a decision and she wasn't sure of the answer, she would do what she thought was best right, and that would lead her to a point where God would give her clear direction, which often required her to turn on a dime and go in a different direction. But she was obedient and listening. She also states uh, that when a right idea is pushed too soon, or when we procrastinate and wait too long, the right idea no longer becomes a right idea. She says the disobedient make their moves before or after God. Well, I, this helped me to realize that I needed the humility to be more consistent in my listening to God as I was doing things that I thought he wanted me to do. I needed to be, I needed to be more thoughtful of what God was talking to me, telling me each, each minute of every day. Um, this has made a big change in my life. Um, I am more confident in doing things because I am more confident of what God is telling me to do, um, knowing that it's ultimately his responsibility for, the, for what needs to be done. It's my responsibility for listening. I don't fall flat on my face so often <laughs> I'm grateful to say. And when I do, at least I know why. I have a great appreciation for the fact that I can only create chaos when I try to impose my will on anything that God has for me to do. This is a great lesson for me. I'm, I'm grateful for the help of this practitioner. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for her example, for her explanation, of the science of life, the Christian science. And I'm grateful to be a member of this church and grateful to be with you all here tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I want to express my gratitude for the new views of God's goodness that are a result from the pure Christian Science Teachings here at the Plainfield Independent Church. I still uh, can remember the first time after I called my Plainfield practitioner for prayerful help with a problem. After I hung up, the world all around seemed so much more brighter. The sky was so blue and a sense of peace and love washed over me that I had never experienced before. At the time, I wasn't really fully aware of um, how much I had been suffering from what uh, many would say were symptoms of depression for many years, and it was affecting my physical health, my outlook, my energy, decision-making. All along it was because I had no relationship or connection to God or understanding how to have one. This healing took time, and I'm glad because with regular practitioner, Plainfield practitioner support, my life was becoming stable, my thinking more clear, there was hope restored, 
Sorrow was being replaced with joy, negativity with gratitude. I started to see beauty around me, and my uh, energy was now being put into focusing on good, uh, things that were a burden. I was now able to face, and I was uh, gaining courage and strength to, to make things that were not right in my life right. Uh, I had many lessons to learn, and I had to bring my life in line with God's precepts that are found in the Bible, and Jesus' teachings, and Mary Baker Eddy's writings, which are based on both. I had been raised under the Boston organization, but never learned how to correctly apply Christian science to my life or live its Christian precepts and principles with any understanding. I'm so grateful to have found a place and a purpose here working for God and learning this pure teaching. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. I am grateful for my practitioner's awesome prayers and support and the lessons I am learning about how to obey God. I know that I have a better understanding of my feelings and realize that this has much to do with my thinking. For instance, I might have a sad feeling of not being able to see my nine-year-old grandchild who is pretty much on lockdown and only goes to virtual school, but I do get to talk to him by phone and hear his happy voice. I send him pictures on Hangout and sometimes he sends me music that he has created on the computer or plays the trumpet for me. As I pray and correct my thoughts, there is no sadness, just joy. How blessed we are to be able to communicate with each other. And because of the big snow, he was allowed to go outside and play near three friends this week. One of the things I pray with is an article by Bicknell Young called Finance. I am under God's law and have been given the ability to think and act correctly as taught in the Bible and in science and health with key to the scriptures. Praise be to God that progress is a law and that I am one with him, not two. Thank you for this service and the wonderful readings and the music and the testimonies. Thank you. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. The calendar quote from February 2nd states, refuse to be disturbed by petty things. This is the secret of poise. In Webster's Dictionary, petty is defined as having little or no importance or significance. I realize that any time I spend being disturbed by such things is too much. It made me think, if I can take this time back, protect it, and give it to God, how much better off would I be? And how much more useful would I be? I'm thankful for this idea being brought to my attention. I'm learning through Christian science that there is enough time in each day to do what's needed when it's used as God intended. I'm so thankful for everything that I'm learning every single day in this church. For all the testimonies given tonight, thank you so much, Craig, for tonight's readings. 
I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig, for the beautiful reminder of our checklist, for a living checklist that Christ gave, the Sermon on the Mount. I know that when we wander off and feel something wrong, it's good to take our checklist and see which ones we are not living and be guided back to the right way. I am so grateful that God so lovingly has given us laws to obey and has also given us how to obey these laws through this beautiful Sermon on the Mount. And as the reading said, they are great lessons on humanity and divinity. To me, that means that all must and will obey them, and they will bring great blessings to all mankind. I thank God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and all doing our best to live as we should. I'm so grateful for this service tonight. Thank you. Mary. I have a few things from the church website bulletin board. First, Virginia. Thank you for the wonderful counsel in the Wednesday, January 20 readings on who will we serve to make God our all in all. And thank you for the featured items on the carousel on the homepage of the church website. The interview with Joe Carter on spirituals is so inspiring. The quotes from Martin Luther King Jr., along with other teaching in the Bible study, October 12, 2019, are so valuable. And the Azusa Street Revival video is something to be treasured and shared. All these offerings on the carousel are powerful testaments to the power of faith, truth, and love. I am so grateful for the teaching and inspiration that this church offers. There is no problem that we face that can't be overcome by turning to God and his all-encompassing and, and overpowering love. And then Florida, um, thank you for this morning's January 24th roundtable. It really is God's inspired mouthpiece of truth meeting the world's need today. And thank you also for the sweetly moving solo, Teach Me Thy Way. The har harmony of it was beautiful. And then Illinois, I'm very grateful for the featured links on the daily calendar statement and notices e and email sent by our church. Each link is a great blessing and a wonderful addition to my mornings. And this is just a note from Illinois. Dear Plainfield Church, I am so grateful to begin the new year knowing of the continual growth in Christian science through this church. And another note from New Jersey. Thank you for the website resources. I listen to the lesson daily and thank the readers for me. And Minnesota. My gratitude to the Plainfield Church is unbounded. I am so grateful to put in my application for membership. I'm so grateful for right purpose and true services. I'm grateful for true examples of the real church. Thank you for this living, practical, operative Christian science. 
And then also Minnesota uh, email. Uh, on Saturday, January 20, 23rd, the watch, a quote given by Big Dell Young's called church, is that, was this, quote, the holy purpose of the church service cannot be abrogated, annulled, or deconsecrated, for it is born of immutable truth. God has sent these messages of hope and joy, which are given forth in the atmosphere of love. He has blessed them and hallowed them. None can be deprived of his gift, end quote. Now this quote is quite profound and the language is quite scholarly, so I decided to break it down into simpler terms. Now it reads like this, quote, The holy purpose of the church service cannot be abrogated, overturned, annulled, canceled, nor de deconsecrated, secularized, for it is born of immutable, permanent, fixed, lasting truth. God has sent these messages of hope and joy, which are given forth in the atmosphere of love. He has blessed them and hallowed them, made them sacred and holy. None can be deprived of his gift." End quote. With these words defined and simplified, the quote by Big Da Young fairly sang to me, in a town I have driven through frequently over a long period of time, there is an old brick church that has been repurposed. At one time it became a beauty salon, later it became a sta staffing agency. However, that was just the mortal structure. The church we worship in is really a spiritual one, just as Jesus testified to the woman at the well. I am so grateful for the watches that, all, that go all over the world, directed and blessed by God, gratefully submitted. And then Hawaii. My thrill of the day was receiving the books I ordered from the Christian Science website, 500 Watching Points and Collectania. True gems, more valuable than gold and silver. I am so grateful we have access to these priceless gifts. My gratitude is overflowing to the Plainfield Christian Science Church. And then this is from one of our new friends in Mexico who's been translating the Watching Points for us. And um, she's quoting from Watching Point 234. She said, if I was attending the church, the Wednesday testimony meeting, I would be delighted, be delighted to give this to the congregation. So this is a quote from the Watching Point. Let us suppose a claim of epidemic was rampant. How would you handle it? Could you not realize that era never created anything and never could? Therefore, the only epidemic must be the presence of God's encircling love, which mortal sense is distorting. And so we are stronger and better for love's presence and safe from all harm. One sad thing about sickness under mortal mind is that every attack leaves mortal man weaker and more fearful. Every time he is thrown down, he is weakened. In mythology, we read about the giant Antaeus, who was the son of Mother Earth. Every time he was thrown down, he rose up with renewed strength, infused into him by his contact with his mother. Thus, we can realize in Christian science that every time Era claims to throw us down, 
It only serves to put us in contact with our Father, Mother, God, from whom we derive a constant renewal of life. Best regards and so much love. And then, finally, a testimony from Missouri. I love reading the articles that are recommended during the announcements at the Sunday church service. A recent week's article was called Working in Truth by Reverend Kratzer. In it, I read, quote, the true Christian meets every outward phase of error in the very moment of its appearing with a superlative realization of the presence and potency of the opposing phase of good to the overcoming and total destruction of the manifest phase of error, end quote. Shortly after I first read the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, I began attending the services and testimony meetings at a local branch church. The quotation on the front of the wall of the church's auditorium is one in this recent lesson. The quote found in 1 John, God is love. Not long after beginning this attendance at a Christian science church, I had a potentially very serious fall from a horse. I was a full-time horse trainer at the time, and I was riding a horse that had formerly been a racehorse and was now for sale. I was trying him out in a large indoor arena that had a four and a half foot high solid wood wall around it and was under the same roof roof with an adjacent apartment where the stable manager lived. When I asked this ex-racehorse to pick up a canter, it suddenly took off at full gallop across the diagonal of the indoor arena, heading towards the arena wall and the exterior wall of the barn apartment. I had very little time to assess what to do. Bail off before the horse jumped the fence, potentially slamming me into the side of the apartment, or hang on and hope for the best. However, I never had to make that decision as the horse made it for me by suddenly bucking his hind legs way up over his head while at full gallop. This literally launched me out of the saddle like a cannonball out of a cannon, with a peak of the arc at least 10 feet off the ground. In those split seconds, and in my desperation, the Bible promise that I had been reading at the front of the church came to me, not just as God is love, but as the very strong declaration as it shouted aloud that God is love. This was not a wish or a hope. It was an absolute conviction without any doubt that God is love. With that angel message, my body went entirely limp like a rag doll, as opposed to stiffening and bracing for impact. I could have crashed into the side of the solid wood arena wall but instead I landed a few feet from it in the dirt footing, completely limp and completely flat on my back like a pancake. I did not crash into my head or shoulder or at any other potentially damaging angle. I was momentarily in shock and cried out for help, but no one was around. I later realized that it was a blessing that there were no witnesses to this so-called accident 
I was able to very slowly get up, catch the horse, and lead him back to the stall area to someone who would take care of him. Then, by the grace of our ever-loving God, the woman who had given me my first copy of our textbook a few weeks earlier, and who was a budding practitioner at the time, drove up to drop off her daughter, who was one of my new writing students. This dear woman offered to take me to a hospital for an x-ray of my back as she knew that my dad was a medical doctor and Materia Medica was all I had ever known. My lower back was very painful and I could barely walk, but this was my first stand for Christian science treatment, which is what I opted for immediately. She took me to her nearby home and I spent the night there in a padded rocking chair listening to Christian science hymns on a tape player as the practitioner prayed for me. Within two days, I was back at work teaching writing lessons and was able to do all my normal, physically strenuous duty duties within the week, including lifting heavy jump poles, wheelbarrows, etc. I am so grateful to have been reminded of this healing by reading the article by Reverend Kratzer in which the superlative realization of the presence and potency of the fact that God is love indeed overcame what could have otherwise turned out very differently, differently had that strong angel message not come to me so immediately at a time of desperate need. Many thanks to all the Plainfield members and staff who prepare for and make possible every Sunday service and Wednesday meeting and to everyone for your clear, instructive, and sincere testimonies this evening and every Wednesday night throughout, the, throughout each year. So all I can say is that was wonderful. Thank you all. Thank you for the readings, the beautiful music, and the testimonies. So grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 96. He stood of old, the Holy Christ, amid the suffering throng, with whom his lightest touch sufficed to make the weakest strong. That healing gift God gives to them who use it in his name. The power that filled the garment's hem is evermore the same. Hymn number 96.